developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Daddy versus Doctor today. Really excited coming into this show. You seem excited. This is as I can you. The problem. I need some excitement. I, I don't voice fluctuation. No, you know what? When I, you're on stage, you're really animated. Yeah, and then I bring it down. Right. And I don't get excited publicly. Okay. I will get excited <laughs> behind closed doors yep. and show a little bit more emotion yes. than I would do if. If I'm, listen, am I excited? You should be excited. Not Welcome really. to Daddy <laughs> versus Doctor. Great show for you today. Amazing group of families talking about sleeping on your stomach, a blended family. What else do we have? Toy time. Toy snack time, time. Snack time. We got everything. Chicken, chicken pox. pox. Something you don't hear that often. No, nope, chicken that. pox. Can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, there it is. All right, we're going into the mailbag. We're going to jump right into the bag. All right, we got Peter and Tracy M. from Sarasota, Florida. And they are saying that their 10-month-old was recently diagnosed with chickenpox, but they thought it didn't exist anymore. Can you please comment? Okay, so growing up, yeah, I got the chicken pox. Yeah. Right? And I thought I was dying mm -hmm. because it just looked awful. Yeah. It was basically, I don't want to call them pox. sores or pox. <laughs> what pox. You, they're like chicken oh, pox. And they yeah. itched, yeah. itched, right? right, right, right. And, uh, you know, obviously went away. Um, I typically don't hear of the chicken pox anymore. I believe, and, and don't quote me on this, there is a vaccine right. for the chicken pox. Mm -hmm. um, why does this kid at 10 months have the chicken pox? Yeah, it, it's less common because the majority of people now are vaccinated. So when you have a large population that's vaccinated against something, it's less likely to occur, and then you're less likely to transmit it to other people. So you're right. We don't. It's not that it doesn't exist. We just don't see it as much because most people are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We give the varicella vaccine, the vaccine for chickenpox, when a child's around 15 months of age. Oh, okay. So we all remember it was prior to the vaccine. Yes, it was a week of misery. At best, you got this rash all over your body that was extremely itchy, often fever for a couple of days. Uh, then the rash scabbed over and you went back to school. People even talked about chicken pox parties where people got together and said, well, we're all going to get it eventually. Let's all just get it now, which isn't really, we, we really don't want to do that because chicken pox, even though it could just be a week of a bad rash and fever, it can cause more serious illness. I mean, you could get pneumonia, you could get meningitis. Some people even die of chicken pox. Is it common? No, but like we try not to expose ourselves to things that could be really dangerous. And nowadays, because of the vaccine, you know, it's funny, my generation of doctors, I'm 48, saw chicken pox, but very rarely saw measles. 
the doctors older than me saw measles, then we had a measles vaccine. So I, I haven't seen a lot of kids with measles. The next generation doctors, think about that, will never seen chickenpox or very yeah. rarely seen chickenpox as we eliminate these um, viruses and infections from, with vaccines. So it's unfortunate this child had chickenpox. It's less common because most people around them are usually vaccinated. Uh, hopefully this child did well. Um, and usually it is just a rash, sometimes fever, and then it resolves. Um, and then once you get it, you get natural immunity. So you don't have to be vaccinated from it. No. Uh, you have lifelong immunity. Oh, okay. So, so I, I have lifelong immunity. Yes. Not not uh, pertaining to chicken pox, but um, another question has kind of arisen over the years. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about head lice. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing I'm going to itch now the rest of the so, podcast. Thank you. So growing up, the kids who got head lice uh -huh. in my school, we just thought they're dirty, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but then my sister ended up getting it. So then, of course, then we changed our, our, our view on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's the home. You're not, it's not. You know, That's nice of you to feel that way. Um, so head lice. Uh -huh. A, why don't I see it prevalent in adults? And and B, what is it? Yeah, they're they're like little mites, like little bugs that get in your scalp. Super super itchy. Um, it's more common in kids because once one gets it, they're sharing things. They're you know touching each other's head, uh, combs, hats, things like that. The the actual lice don't live long on inanimate objects. They die pretty quickly. But it's just contact back and forth. Adults were not like doing that as much and kids also tend to be in a lot of close quarter schools together so you know one child gets it and then you're going to get that notice from school saying everybody's getting combed you know you, it's you know you want to make sure you have to get rid of the lice you kill the lice with there's a shampoo but you also have to get the eggs because what happens is you get the lice but then there's still eggs the eggs hatch a week later and then you got a whole nother batch of lice so you hear about these people that you know comb the hair and get out the knits the little white eggs and the, looking at me like I'm crazy. No, it's like visualizing it, and then it gets better. My head, yeah, has been itching, yeah, for the last month, right? Maybe you haven't. No, <laughs> but I think it's a form of psoriasis that, that that's on my. It's head. just dangerous. Mm, I don't know. I feel like if you had something like lice, I see you just like like wanting to like rip my hair, rip out. your hair out. Like, I don't think you could take the visual in your head of the, the bug in your head multiplying. When you say laying eggs, yeah, that's where I go, if I had lice, mm -hmm. everything in my house would be burned. Yeah. Gone. You probably, would you shave your head? I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> yeah, just interesting. I, you know, did your kids get lice? They haven't. They haven't. And they haven't had pinworms yet. See, I feel like your kids skipped all the things that you think my kids are going to get. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because why, I think why. your kids are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no. Here, here's another question, and this is a selfish question. Uh, just take Not me. Not surprising, as, right? Just yeah. take me as a caller. So Caruso, I'd say for the last, I don't know, three weeks, has had like a gurgling almost in his like chest. Almost like he's got like a like a yeah and it's it's lingering yeah. is that from the colds that he's had in the past yeah. it almost feels like he's got to hock something up yeah and it's uh, happens in the morning yeah prevalent in the morning so you hear that more in younger children 
especially after any recent illness, because their upper airways are small. Mm. So when you get sick, your airways get inflamed. So you you hear that congestion more, it refers down into the chest. Yeah, That's yeah. why a lot of times when kids cough, it's really wet. It's really rattly. You feel your hand on their chest. It's vibratory. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, they got pneumonia. It's in the lungs. It's very rarely in the lungs. It's usually in the upper airway resonating through because the airways themselves are small. Mm -hmm. And that can linger after any cold in the wintertime. I mean, weeks to sometimes months. And it's worse in the morning because of the postnatal drip, right? So you're mm -hmm. laying down, all the mucus sort of sits, mm -hmm. and then you're breathing through the airway that has mucus in it and it's turbulent and you hear turbulent air yeah. as opposed to air going through a wind tunnel that you don't hear, which is clear ears. See, for an uneducated parent yeah. in pediatrics, it's the world is collapsing, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got a lung disease. You, you automatically go to what is this? Right. In your um parenting, yeah. Have you ever come across because like to me, I feel like if you're a pediatrician, you don't yeah. worry because oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Has there ever been a point where you go, oh, this, yeah, that's that. I've I mean, I think you're right. Perspective is everything. It's sort of like first child versus second child. First child, no matter how you prepare, even we've talked about this, me who've taken care of thousands of kids, I figured my first child would be a breeze. I've seen thousands of kids. I know what's going on. And the first child, you don't. You hold, you stare, you fix. You just, you you feel stuck, even if you know it. And the second child, it's like, where did I put them? Because you feel like everything's fine. And it's perspective. The one time that scared me, because you know me, I'm pretty laid back, um, was, you know, when about Lexi? Did I ever tell you the story about Lexi? She was about four years old. She had had fever all week. Um, pretty much it. And fever broke on, let's say Friday and she had ballet, uh, a ballet, um, class, I think it was Sunday morning. And by then she was feeling better. She hadn't had fever for 24 hours. She really wanted to go to the ballet class. So we took her to ballet class and we're walking out of ballet class and she fell to her knees and she said, daddy, I can't walk. And I said, okay. So I picked her up and I carried her and I put her in her car seat and I looked and her body her legs were covered with bruises all around her legs. Mm. And as a pediatrician, talk about what you know. When I see that, high fevers for a week, bruises, limp, can't walk, there's really two things in the differential. One is leukemia, cancer, obviously not good. And the other being something called Henoch-Schloin-Perthra. You're going to be like, where the hell wow. does that come from? Did you hear that? So, it's called it's called Hanok Schloin Purpura, which is wait, a type wait, what's, of what's the name again? Hanok Schloin. It's H E N O C H. No, Schloin. S C H L O E I N with two dots over purpura. Anyways, it's a it's a form of a vasculitis that is often post viral and it causes inflammation and you get bruising and it can affect different parts of your body. It's in the differential. Thankfully, it's self limiting in most cases. And the way you differentiate the two is a blood test. You do a CBC and you look at your white blood cells, your red blood cells. If they're all low, it's possibly cancer. If they're normal, it's most likely this. So I said to Erin, it was Sunday, and I said, we have to take her to my office right now. And she goes, why? I go, oh, no, I just want to do like a, a finger prick. And she knew, she knows me. She knew I was lying right off the bat. She goes, what are you, she goes, you're scared. What are you worried about? And I said, 
because I said I was going to call my nurse that I didn't want to poke her. I was going to call my nurse, pick her up and bring her to the office still. And I said, these are the two things I'm worried about that it could be. And now we're all freaking out. And uh, we got to my office. We did the blood test. Thankfully, the blood test was normal. And she had the latter. She actually had a, a horrible case of Hanoxone Purpura. Typically, what happens is you get it affects joints. You get swollen joints. It affects skin. You get bruising. Typically, lower extremities, buttocks. She actually had it all over her body. She would get horrible swelling for weeks. She couldn't walk by the end of the day. I mean, literally could not walk at the end of the day. Um, it can affect your kidneys, so you follow urine. Um, it can affect your brain. Very uncommon to have cerebral findings. She didn't have any of those things. Um, and we watched her for a couple of weeks. It self-resolved and she got better. So the, the, the better of the two scenarios wasn't great, but it wasn't leukemia. And that's when I was really scared. Well, you know, it's funny. It could be also a, you having all this knowledge also could be scary too because once you see it present itself yeah you're like holy shit it could be one of two things me if i saw that i'd be like i didn't i wouldn't know what it was so i'd have to go in and get it evaluated yeah. but you you're seeing stuff and you're like holy shit, this could the, you know the, i always think about if it was a patient how i would respond and with a patient I probably would have been much more reassuring because I would have known it was more likely to be this HSP because you don't want to also scare parents, but you mm -hmm. rule it out. But my head just went went dark right away, oh, yeah. especially from seeing what we saw, you know, in the hospital and stuff Jesus like that. Christ. And it changes your life. Oh yeah. And you, I get emotional just thinking about it because it, it's really scary when you have a sick child of any oh, sort. Yeah. You can and you went through this in the ICU with Serafina. It's just, it's just a different beast. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, it's just, it's awful. You feel helpless. It's, it's terrible. And, and for any parent that's going through whatever, um, cancer or, or, uh, heart brain, whatever it might be, it's just, uh, you know, going through it at a you know small level is just heart wrenching. So we're, uh, we're definitely sympathetic to those parents out there that are going through those, yeah. those tough times. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we are great. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. We're so excited that you're joining us today on Daddy versus Doctor. Okay, so Michael. you're coming from two different marriages and have kids from, from those marriages, and now you're like the yeah. Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. If you want to Brady Bunch. <laughs> the crazy bunch. The crazy <laughs> bunch. Wait, so how many kids on either end? What are the ages? Um, can we go first? Uh, I birthed four. The oldest is 33, almost. Wow. 23, 21, and 20. And I have 30, 32. Yeah. Oh, 30, should be 31 this year. That's bad. All right, I have Danny, my son, is going to be 18 this Sunday. And my daughter, Emma, passed away in 2006. She would be 17 this year. Sorry. Oh, we're sorry to hear Danny, that. Right. You guys don't even look old enough to have this age group of children. When did yeah. you have the kids? 15? Nah, I was young. I was 18. Yes. 18. Wow. Okay. Well, what's, the, what's the problem? No problem. What the hell are you calling the show for? <laughs> it's like a dinner party and they're all just like hanging out. I was scrolling on the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And I saw this thing to, you know, do I have a topic? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. The only thing I can think about is a blended family. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. 
if you ever have anybody that's in this situation, I think before you get married, you should talk about, you know, what you expect. You know, plan it all out. All right. This is my problem when it comes to these situations. You know, it's hard enough, right? You fall in love with somebody. Then they got kids, right? Now, God bless. It, it's got to be a miracle that everybody gets along, right? It, it literally, I mean, because you got four kids, you got two kids, and everybody comes together, and it's got to be like so harmonious that it's it's because it, it, there could be a lot of friction there, right? Right. It could be the whole, you're not my mom, you're not my dad, hard, yeah. that whole thing, you know, and, you know, my, you know, my dad is, you know, beat the shit out of your dad, whatever the hell it is. It's there's, but that normally happens, I believe at a younger age younger, when they're all in the same yeah. household, same experiences. And then you just need some sort of consistency because we hear about that, right? Like, why would I listen to you? You're not this yeah. the other thing. Right. I was his second grade crush. I was, she was my second grade crush. Okay, well, the whole story behind this. Listen, is it, is this what happened? You guys got divorced, and you were sitting around, and you said, "I wonder what my second grade crush is doing." And you looked her up on Facebook. How did you guys meet? My mother got very, very ill. I lived in Jackson. <laughs> my mother stopped counting long out. so she got very sick. And then what? I remember one day after a twelve-hour work, I jumped in my car, drove fifteen hours to Suffolk County. Now, Lisa, the Suffolk County Rocket Point in New York is in my hometown. Lisa still lived there. So when I went up there to see my mom, you know, she'd get out of the hospital and then I tried to get her back down to Florida. But when I was up there the first time, it was June 30th, 2015, 11 o'clock in the morning. All right, we met obviously through Facebook, you know, like, let's get together. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. So we got together June 30th as friends. And then when I went back down to Florida, she would go and look after my mom. So when she, when she, my mom went back in the hospital, I turned her, I drive 15 hours back up there. This went on for about eight months. Okay. Um, then we finally, my mom passed away February 23rd of 2016. But in the meantime, we became very close. And it, that's sort of married me in October of 2015, three months after being back, you know, all back and forth. And I would travel. Yeah, she would travel back. And then we finally got married five years to the day. Made it really in Fort Lauderdale on the rotunda at the Hilton. So it was actually a Tuesday, 11 o'clock in the morning, June 30th. Exactly He's five years to the, to the Yeah, day. Yeah, you know what? You, you, you amaze me with the memory of dates. And I've met people like this in the past where, you know, they'll go... Yeah, no. When I uh, when I left my job on December second, nineteen seventy eight, and I'm like, how the hell? Yeah. The fact that you were going over to t check on his his mother is just dynamite. And and I don't know how the hell you don't marry any woman that that, that has that type of, you know. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a that's a really sweet thing to do. Um, but now that you're a blended family and the kids are you know half coming over, half not, whatever. Uh, any advice that you could give on, uh, as we part off this call to blended families out there? Did you do something that uh, other families just aren't doing? How did you make it such an easy transition? Talk about what you expect from each other as step parents, as parents, um, 
what type of parenting you know you're going to instill in your own children and then somebody else's child um and you know be good with the exes you yeah. have to be good with the exes uh you know we're his son's turning 18 on Sunday. We'll all get together. Ex-grandparents. Yeah, you gotta just, gotta keep it, you know, gotta keep it civilized. And you gotta lead by example. You never expect your kid to do something you don't do themselves, you yourself. Yeah. I think leading is the most important thing. You can't push them. You gotta lead them. And hopefully they make the right decisions. Really good advice. Solid advice coming yeah, from a couple that uh, that uh, really knows what they're doing over there. Get off your knees. Go back to what you were doing. We really appreciate spending a little time with you guys today, and we hope well, uh, the, the best for you in the uh, in the years to come. God bless Bye. you guys. Thank I you. Appreciate. Take care. We had that other caller once, a new stepdad, young guy, who was worried about disciplining his stepchildren and. It was about he wanted permission from his new wife to do that. So he felt he was doing it the right way. Um, and that's sort of the things they're talking about, which is it's really good advice. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's a hard it's coming to a situation where you're the other parent and now you're raising, say, a seven year old yeah, or five year old. Everybody's and, amicable. Yeah. So uh, that call was a, an example of the woman probably just wanted to hop on with us to kind of shoot the shit and she's helping a lot of people yeah like that that's really good yeah. advice for a lot of people yeah. so it's good. i mean this is we we mine we take a situation and we just and we flip it on its head and then the next thing you know all right everybody one of my favorite portions of the show um toy time uh, double t coming right at you right here on daddy vs doctor where we take a toy we analyze it and give it a lollipop grade. Have you had a toy that you haven't ripped to shreds yet? I don't rip them to shreds. What I do is yeah. I give a, 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 a an analysis uh -huh. from a business perspective. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then you t typically give it from a user experience. Right. And then that, that's combine the review. And I pretend I'm a four-year-old yeah. little boy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're exactly. And I'm business. an executive. Executive. At, Thank you. Appreciate that. At Gerber. Which is pretty much our life together <laughs> as well. I'm a four year old boy and you're a business executive. All Thank right. Here we much. go. Here's right. the toy. What is the for toy? This episode. Here we go. Fisher Price. It's Stream and Learn Remote. Six to 36 months. Hmm. Now, it's exactly what my DirecTV remote looks like. <laughs> Just looking at uh -huh. this. What is it? It's a toy remote, plastic remote. You press the buttons. My guess is it plays some songs, maybe ABCs, some numbers. Okay. I don't know what the smiley face does. Okay. Here's here's what I think right off the bat. Okay. My, my quote unquote issue. I don't know if you saw this with your kids. I saw this with my kids. Your kids always want what yours is. Mm -hmm. So I found this early on, like whether it was a cell phone or a remote and we tried to, like even if I gave them an old cell phone, like an earlier version of the iPhone, they wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted mine. Mm -hmm. Same thing with remote controls. They fake remotes. They play with it for two seconds and then they wanted the real one. Did yeah. you ever find that? Yeah. Why Why do they not want to put down what we have? I know. And they always want what we have. This, if you gave them, it's five minutes in it. And that's, it's what, that's my feeling on it. This is a toy. No, I'm not watching purple. Now it's getting good.
This may be more than a couple minutes. Hold on. Let's. This could be fun. Hold on. What is this? Oh, they had, they changed the whole. I like this beat better. Here's right. the problem. When they learn that in school, they're going to get it wrong if they try to sing it like that, though. All right. This is the problem I got right off the bat. What's going on? problem I got. And, and the, this goes with the birthday song. The birthday song should just be the birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Now people are adding a cha-cha-cha in there or whatever. <laughs> just leave it as is. You don't, it's you nostalgic. Don't, like yeah. from the beginning of time. Don't well, change happy it. Happy birthday. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> just happy birthday. And I believe that the ABC song is a song that you shouldn't be playing around with. Let's just keep it A, B, C, D. It's, it's worked yeah, all this time. Yeah, one letter, one letter. It's all the same. Yeah. yeah exactly. Why do we got to change? Give me give me the numbers. What's next on it? Hit another. Two, three, you're logged in. Yippee. You're logged in? Yeah. Six-month-old knows that? One, two, three. Next episode is starting in Hey, we could could we use this for the episodes? Didn't it say the next episode starting? What's that? What else is on there? This is a toy. I would I would literally this is what I would do if I bought yeah. this toy or somebody gave this for a gift. I would give it to my kids like this in the box. Right. We don't open it. Right. They play with it. Play with it. See see if it's a hit. Yeah. If it's not, and I take it right back it. to the store. Re gift it. You don't take it out of the box. By the way, this is meshed into this box. It's going to take a toolbox to get this thing. It's out like of a the box. block of gold. Yeah. See, it, I think something like this to do with the parent, like they're not going to retain. Like a six-month-old's not going. Oh, colors! Now I remember colors. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it with them, you have to have to show them something. Okay. Tunes are catchy. I think this is going to open up a larger discussion for me. Uh, but before we move on to that discussion, I want to rate the the toy. Okay. How many uh, out, of, out of five five lollipops. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't impressed at first. Yeah. But it's got a lot of functionality. It does have a lot of functionality. Yeah. It has twenty songs, sounds, tunes. Where do you get the twenty songs from? And phrases. Does it say it on the box? Oh, oh right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a nice little learning yeah. tool. Uh, whether the kid is learning or not, yep. doesn't really matter. I just think that kids at this age like the fact that they're hearing different sounds, sure. different things. Out of five lollipops, we're going to give it. Now, have we decided, could you go 3.8 no, or just halves? I halves? Because you can't cut a lollipop in a 0.8. You could probably do a half on uh, Okay, okay. I'm going to yeah. go... I'm gonna go four, four, four wow. lollipops. That's high. I was gonna go three, really, just because I think it's a time issue. I think it's a one-two time use, and then they're not using it too much. I gotta be honest with you. I thought you were gonna go higher, so I went higher. And I thought you were gonna go lower, and I wanted to be different. <laughs> <laughs> But that gives that averages us a yeah, three, three and a half. Three and a half, three and and a half, half lollipops for that, which I think great learning tool, fun for the kids. My issue with it is I think we're not going to be using it for very long. Here's my here's my biggest. It might be my biggest regret as a parent. Just one. Many okay. of, but this is one. 
you know, Tiger Woods started playing golf at a young age, and as soon as he started swinging the club, there was like almost like a natural ability that, that he had. It was almost like he was born to do it. Now, my fear is I don't introduce my kid to what they were born to do right like how do you know how do you know like how do you know if you never introduced a piano right to a kid does the kid never learn and to utilize that piano talent they sure. innately have in them or do you think they will end up eventually finding the piano yeah what, what's what, what yeah, i think you try to introduce a lot of different things one to see what they're interested in and what they're good at. And I think the studies even show that even if you're great at one thing, not just doing that one thing, doing a variety, like actually if you read about Tiger Woods, even though he was great at golf, he did play soccer and bat. He was playing a lot of other sports too, because even though you're great at golf, those other things are helping in some way with the thing you're great at, whether it's hand-eye coordination or speed or dexterity. Mm. So there is... I think benefits in doing lots of things and not just one thing. And it also helps expose you to lots of things. I also think, don't you think your, your likes change over time? Uh, I do, but it, being introduced to something at a young age and being able to master that thing right. as you, cause you know, like they say language, you introduce that at a young age cause you're able to like learn it and you, it's harder to learn at 50 than it is at five. Uh, you know, let's say Caruso, has the talent to be a downhill skier, right. Olymp Olympian, but he's never, never going to. Right. So you have to, right. But you'd have, right. You don't know unless you try. Or, but don't you think there's a combination of being exposed, number of hours of doing it, and then there has to be some God given talent because yeah. you could spend, I could spend a million hours playing the guitar. I'm probably not going to be the best guitarist in the world if I wasn't meant to be. Yeah, but what if you what if you all of a sudden picked up an instrument now, right? right? Like the like, violin, wow. and you're like, "Whoa, this is coming so easy. easy!" Yeah, why? You know, my other life. Why wasn't I introduced to this when I was five? So that's not a violin, by the way. That's not a violin. This. <laughs> the violin's here. This is here. There's a bow. What is this hand this, doing? This is a, the bow. You're like plucking a guitar. Yeah, this is no, no. It's. It's long, smooth. Yeah, but I'm one of those violinists. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a rock, you're like a rock yeah, violinist. This ain't like, like electric God. violinist. No, this is yeah. one of those. I get it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, Serafina and Caruso? What are their things? Well, I mean, like Serafina enjoys acting. Yeah. You know, she's in this little theater group, yeah. and she got the uh, a part in uh, Beauty and the Beast. She's playing the little. Miss, uh, Mrs. Cup or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Potts, Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so she's really excited yeah. about that. And, uh, you know, Caruso, we don't know where the hell he's going. He could be a wrestler. We don't know. But, you know, I, I just wanted to expose them to a lot of different right. things so they're able to, like, maybe find an interest. Because I don't think, and my mom listens to the show religiously, and she's probably going to, call me after she hears this oh, but get her on by the way i don't think necessarily i was introduced to a lot and if i was there wasn't really a stick with this right. do this um and lana's really good at that I, i'm not necessarily if you don't like it you don't like it lana's more like 
Right. But I think that's important to show that if you are going to try something, you do have to at least finish it out. You mm-hmm. can't just start something and quit. Yeah. Also, it's too easy to do that. And then you really sometimes getting through it, then you actually realize either you really like it or you really don't. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting you say that. How would you know? I mean, this happened with Lexi. Same thing. Beauty and the Beast. She was trying out. She practiced behind a locked bathroom door in a locked bedroom. We had never heard her sing a note. She ends up getting Belle. We were like, I don't know how. We've never even heard her sing before, ever. And all we cared about is to hear that at her at her dress rehearsal, she didn't run off stage crying. And then she ended up having this beautiful voice that we had no idea in sixth grade. So all those years passed, we never, you know. Mm. So those things pop up. But yep. it, and we're fortunate as parents that we can expose them to these things, yeah. you know. Wow, what did we what did we walk in though? Is it dinner time? You walked in on dinner time. We got pizza here. We got the whole family. Oh, look oh, at you! Oh, nice. Look at this stallion. What's his name? Her name's Lucia. Her name. Right. See, you always mess that up. It's I like know. telling somebody, "Oh, when do you do?" And they're not. So you don't do that. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, welcome to our show. This is Doctor uh, Scott Cohen. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. Now we understand you guys got a question. About little baby uh, sleeping on uh, her stomach at uh, at six months. Is that? Are you asking if that's okay, or or what's the exact question? Yeah. So she started rolling about a month ago, and uh, she just started, and it was like right after that she slept on her stomach, and she was barely confident with it, and it's like she just sleeps like face planted down, like her her mouth and her nose are covered, and. Um, <clears throat> Me and Laura are kind of a differencing of opinion, and she 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 thinks it's all right because she can confidently roll. It freaks me out though; like it makes me think that she might be able to suffocate. Yeah. Uh, so I find myself just going in there all the time uh, to check on her, and and I find conflicting opinions online as well too. Like some say that's fine if they can confidently roll, and then some say they shouldn't sleep on their stomachs until yeah. a year. Yeah. How how old is she? She'll be seven months uh, in a week. Great. Um, so this is a very common concern of parents as soon as they start rolling. I had the same thing with my daughter. You know, around actually four months, I'd put her down on her back, walk out, she'd roll on her stomach. As a concerned father and pediatrician, I'd walk in, roll her back on her back, walk out, she'd roll on her stomach. Well, how do you do that all night anyways? It's just impossible, but it's nerve wracking. And I watched her the first couple nights on my camera. In reality, we always start a child on their back in general. And after four months, we want to get rid of any swaddles. She shouldn't be swaddled. Uh, no weighted sleep sacks. No, like, you know, straight jackets. Um, so either pajamas free or they could do a sleep sack if their arms are free on her back to start. No loose blankets, no pillows, no bumpers, nothing impinging. And then the truth is any position she finds herself in, she's safe to stay in as long as she gets there on her own and there's nothing impinging her getting back. You want to do crazy amounts of tummy time during the day so she's comfortable in that position. So she looks around, goes back to sleep. Um, My daughter, same thing, would sleep with her face straight down in the mattress. And I was like, why do you have to? So I used to go and tilt her head to the side. But in reality, if she's able to roll, the risk of SIDS is really dropped off. And honestly, logistically, it's very hard because you can't keep flipping her every time. So you want to 
decrease any things that can increase your risk. So the loose blankets, pillows, bumpers, always put her to sleep on her back. Even if you know, as you walk away, she's going to roll on her stomach. But then if she gets in that position, she's safe to stay there. So I think, uh, Laura, you win. Wait, is that what Laura said? <laughs> That's what Laura said. She feels fine with the, I don't, I don't know. It just freaks me out. Like her. No, her I agree. But do what you feel comfortable with. If going in and tilting her, you tilt her, right? You, you want to be safe. Make sure she's got a, a normal firm mattress. She's in her crib. So she's got room to move around, you know, all those other things. Thankfully, the incidence of SIDS, even though SIDS is technically up to a year, the incidence of SIDS really drops off after six months. And a lot has to do with the ability to move and the neurodevelopment. So, yeah, I, I, I was like uh, yourself where. I feel there's a parent in the relationship that worries more than the other parent, right? In this case, it, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, bro. It's Alex. Alex. So Alex seems to be the worrier. Am I correct? I would say for the most part. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> same, same with me in, in my relationship. I would be always going in to see if the kids were alive, right? No matter if they were sleeping on their stomach, I, I just need to go in and look and to see if the chest was moving up and down yeah. to know that, okay, I can now go to sleep. Because the, the, the fear for most young parents 100%. is the kid passing away, right? We just want to keep the kid alive. And we don't know what we're doing. No one, no one, I'm sure you didn't know what the hell was going on the first time she flipped over and, and she's face down in a mattress and you're like, what the hell's going on? Can she breathe or whatnot? There's certain people like Laura who could just throw that out the window and go, it's okay. That's my <laughs> wife. She's like, that's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And it's a balance, I think. If it makes you comfortable to keep going in, even after this yeah, call, to go in there and, and straighten her out every now and then, then go, it, it's whatever makes the parent 100%. 100%. Well, uh, listen, we really appreciate you guys uh, joining us today on the show. And... Uh, we wish you the best with the uh, little baby no, girl it's, there. It's a great, great question because a lot of people have that. So it helped out a lot of people. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, we guys. Appreciate it. You guys. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Enjoy nice your meet dinner. You. Beautiful daughter. I think a lot of times um, people need to hear, and you know this, yeah. being a pediatrician. I Googled it. Right. It's some say it's right. Some say the, the end of the world is you go to Google. Right? right, because there's no way you're going to be able to sleep at night. Because you can't weed through Google. Yeah, you don't know the information. That's why you're asking Google. But then they're giving you so many different answers. How, you already didn't know the answer. How do you know which of the answers are right? That's yeah. the problem with it. If it was a hundred of the exact same answer, you could be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. But it's not. But it's funny because when I get questions like this, even though I've given the same advice for many, many years, and I know medically what to worry about and what not to worry about, still in the back of my mind, even as I tell them all the things I said, I still worry like, oh, but what if, oh, yeah. God forbid, even as a pediatrician, mm -hmm. you only know what your experiences are, but what if, you know? Because um, I think about it in the back of my head and you do it more as a parent. Oh yeah, because you don't know also what the kid, you know, there could be a, a deficiency in the child where he's got a, a spiny, <laughs> this is a reach, but like there, there's a herniated disc in the kid's spine and he's got to flip over. And yeah. He, we're, we're right. Can't we're, we're, not, we're not a medical clinic. We're yeah. making assumptions. Yeah. Healthy baby, yeah. normal development. Yeah. You know, they're checking with their pediatrician. Yeah. But in general, that's what you know. We say to the patients. Oh, I give an example from my own personal life. What I dealt with today when I woke up. 
uh, I, I have a sleep ring, right? And I went to go take this yeah. sleep ring off, uh-huh. and uh-huh. my finger was, it, it, it's swollen. Uh-huh. And I noticed this in the morning, my fingers tend to be swollen. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to Google, mm-hmm. and I typed in fingers, morning, swollen. Mm-hmm. Now, a bunch of stuff comes up. Right. Arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis being right. the number one hit. Yeah, if you have swollen knuckles, it's going to be hard to get them off. Okay. okay well, well, it's it's is it arthritis? I don't know. Right. But then the next one was um, poor circulation, right. retaining water. Right. There's there's about seven different no, things yeah. it can be. Right? right. So I just left it as okay, everything's fine. But I just wanted to see. Sometimes you just want to just curious. Why the hell can I get my ring off? At 8 a.m., right. I can't get it off. But at 4, it flies right off. Yeah, because but it will give you the merit of, like, not so bad to, like, your finger's probably going to fall off in the next week. Yeah. When most likely it's either some, like, also when, you're, when your hands get hot, they swell more. So, like, your ice bath, guarantee after that ice bath you take, you can get your ring off. Yeah. Because everything shrinks. Yeah. And so if you're sweaty and hot sleeping, it's going to be heavier. You had the night before a lot of salt, a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You're going to have swelling. Yeah. So those are the more likely things than you have rheumatoid arthritis yeah. or something crazy going on. Yeah. You know. So Again, we solved another problem of yours. Somehow you weaved in an issue of yours in a pediatric discussion. If, listen, if, if, if we continue this show, yeah, you're, I'm never going to see a doctor again. No, I mean, longevity, your longevity is going to be amazing. <laughs> you and I are going to live together until we're 100. Guys, we're having trouble coming up with a name for this segment, all right? Currently, it's called Snack Time. Boring. Boring. We're calling out to you in the comments below. If you have a real cool name for this portion of the show, we'd love to hear from you. Comment below. uh, Send us a message. Do what you have to do. But right now, it's currently called Snack Time, where we take a snack and we review it and give it a lollipop score. I'm 50 years old. (laughs) What we're doing eating kid food. It's like we're Oompa Loompas. <laughs> All right, what okay, do we got? We what go. do we got oh, in the kid wow. snack range? Okay. Now, yes, I actually got wow. excited wow. when I saw yes. these snacks. This is the Welsh's fruit yes. snack, yes. which I was eating these uh, as an adult, but then I found out what was in it. And I stopped. A um, lot of sugar in here. And again, I like how you just open and eat. There's no like. Love these. They are delicious. They Love are delicious. These. Could have the whole box. Don't care what's in them. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me. Sometimes you just got to eat the gummies. I love these fruit snacks. I tell you the problem with these right off the bat. There's not enough. There's about eight. And uh, once you start eating them, it's really addictive, right? So Yeah. You got to make sure you brush your teeth because they stick to every molar. I do. I do. They're so good. They're delicious. It says made with real fruit. Highly doubt it. Yeah. 70 calories in this little bag. I mean, you know, kids, we shouldn't be wearing like calorie counting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's like 10 per (laughs) snack. It's so good. Okay. I'll tell you where I was introduced to these. On an airplane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 10 grams of sugar. Yeah. When you see this come around in a basket, 
Yeah. On an airplane? It's like alcohol. It's an alcoholic. Yeah. So Saturday morning, when you were a kid, no matter how tired you Saturday morning, 7 a.m., I was up watching cartoons, Saturday mm-hmm. morning cartoons. My favorite cartoon ever was Gummy Bears. You remember that one? Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Didn't get that in Chicago. No, 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 no. So we are the gummy bears. I love gummy bears. These are not gummy bears. No. These aren't gummy bears. I don't know what these are. They're in a category all alone. Yeah, whoever bought this really messed up because these are two totally different things. Yeah. This well, is just it, candy. And this is candy. But regardless, <laughs> there we go. These yeah. taste... Like in six months, there's going to be a news story. If you have Black Forest gummy bears, get rid of them because there's a chemical on these things. You ever put these in a cup of water? These are terrible. You ever put these in a cup of water? Cup of water? No. Yeah, put them in a cup of water. They become like three feet. Oh, really? I think with all these things with kids, the key is moderation. I don't think sugar is a horrible thing in moderation. Because we seek out anything that we absolutely abstain from. But my issue would be that, right, if you gave me the box and you left me alone, I'd probably finish the box. You can't do that with kids. It's just mm-hmm. if it's time to have one, you give them one. And if it's time not, when they're kicking and screaming, we got to have other healthy snacks too. My review on the Welsh's fruit snack, uh-huh. five lollipops. You cannot beat this stuff i don't know I, what's in here i but. loved it so bad i'll go four and a half because it's not the best thing but this is I dynamite. this it. is dynamite, dynamite. the organic gummy bears i'll let you go first on this first of all i didn't even realize the word organic which is sort of like it seems like an oxymoron to put on any of these products mm-hmm. it's like orthodontic pacifier it means yeah you use the pacifier you're going to eat orthodontics yeah um these weren't the best that I've ever had. They're a little gummy. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. All right. Um, I love gummy bears. I do. Uh, the ones I like are the ones that you go and then you go into these fancy candy stores and then yeah, you, you go the and bin. open the bin yeah. and then it's like... Um, hard. They're harder. You Swedish. like the hard ones. Yeah. The harder ones, yeah. Right? Like a sweet yeah. Swedish gummy bear. Yeah. These, I'm going to go with two and a half. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Stars. What All do you right, give But it? check out, uh, no, you... it was, I said three. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, but um, check out the gummy bears cartoon. There you have it. Uh, what you learn in this segment is Welsh's fruit snacks are a big winner. And check out the gummy bear cartoon that no one's ever seen so this segment came about one to go over nutritious snacks and kids but also because we film long hours and we're hungry yeah and this gave us a spike uh once again today just a abundance of information really have to uh applaud you for sharing your story about your daughter and her having that uh disorder or disease that uh what, what was it and actually in purple which i think i probably misspelled but you got the point but th- yeah. no, don't matter no one's gonna don't believe me our audience don't know how to spell uh <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um thank you uh, <laughs> i'm going nuts now so, it's kicking yeah, in yeah, exactly it's kicking it's in the sugar um, rush. what else did we have we had a couple call in 
who had a, a huge, huge question in regards to blended families. Yeah. It ended up being some amazing advice mm -hmm. from two people who blended their family of older children. Yes. So it was really great. Also, uh, we got to thank uh, the couple for calling in, uh, Laura and Alex. Wow, I can't believe I remember their names. Yeah. Uh, with the baby who was sleeping on the stomach. Great advice there. Yep. Again, anything that you hear on this show, just take it with a grain of salt. Check with your pediatrician and your doctor. Dr. Cohen is a trained professional. He doesn't know the history of your kid or what, what, what underlying issues they might have. He's basically going off the health of the kid, the child, assuming that it's a healthy kid. And then uh, love the love the toy time and love snack time. And again, if you got a, a different name for snack time, please leave it in the comments below. We'll check it this week. That's it for us here at Daddy versus Doctor. We'll see you next week. And hey, share this with five of your friends so we could get, um, you know. And a blended family or two. We'll get yeah. you 10 right there. Yeah, just send yeah. it to a blended family. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.